0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is Life with Monica Matthews. Somebody's got to say it. Ever heard of the five love languages? It is a book I highly encourage you to purchase, even if you have to do it on the down low. <laughs> Guys, so I highly encourage you to purchase it. They have it for teens, for kids, for couples, uh, dating. Uh, I think it would also, it could also work in the workplace as well because all of us, right, are created in love by love. It is the number one area that we fall short. So I love the fact that my daughter points out that I'm Greek and I'm German, and in the Greek Language, there's like, you know, five different words for love. And we're we're most familiar with three. So you've got the agape, the eros, and the friendship, right? And uh, eros being erotic, uh, sexual, sensual, uh, the friendship being more of the kairos, which is more friendly, uh, kind of brotherly love. Agape is like complete, it is complete, mature, unconditional love. In the English language, we have one word, love. And I feel like that leaves us with such an anemic understanding, much less ability to actually express the fullness of love. And in one of my upcoming podcasts, I'm going to address something that just blew my mind regarding sexless marriages in the country right now. And it's a whole... Culture, and we hear about it a lot, but this is actually taken on like a um, a paradigm of itself within the psychology uh, within the psychology lexicon, <laughs> exactly. So, with regard to love languages, I'm going to share a couple of stories with you and see if you can't relate. All right, and see and connect the dots in your own life. So, have. Someone who wrote to me and said, hey, thinking about going through a divorce, we are on the verge, it's awful, I'm tired, what do I do? My husband keeps you know, thinking that he can buy me, and this person's written to me before. so And it usually involves something along the lines of the husband continuing to give her gifts, and he gives her these elaborate gifts. So uh, at first glance, someone might think, oh yeah, he's just trying to buy his way out of this. He's trying to buy his way into her graces or into her mercy. But if you'll look a little bit deeper... I instantly discerned that he likely, his love language is gifts. The five love languages uh, are words of affirmation, touch, acts of service, quality time, and gifts. So we tend to love others from the place that we need to be loved. So if gifts is your thing, that's more than likely how you're going to love the other people in your life. Or and more specifically, the very special person in your life, your partner, your spouse. Even your kids. This is how we love people coming from the place that that we most need to be loved. And that's how we feel love. That's how we know in our knower that we are special, that we are loved. For some people, it's gifts. Well, as soon as I brought that to her attention, the entire paradigm shift you could see occur in an instant in her face where she was no longer offended by the gifts because clearly gifting is not her love language, but that's how he expresses it to her. And can I tell you, we, we, we may have seen the turning of a potential divorce tide by just one simple moment of understanding. That is powerful, right? So I'm encouraging people to get this book. I get nothing out of this other than knowing that I think it's going to bring an enormous amount of value to your lives, and that makes me happy. I'm not compensated for this. I'm not in cahoots with him, but I love the book, and I've used it in my own life. And whenever I am I quote, I say counsel, I use that lightly. I'm not a counselor. I'm a minister, but whenever I'm ministering with couples or individuals, On any level, the first thing I listen to is what's happening. How is the other person expressing their love to the person in front of me? Because usually someone feels unloved, someone feels neglected, someone is offended. In with offenses is always some level of I don't feel valuable, I don't feel appreciated, I don't feel heard, I don't feel necessary. I don't feel like I have a place here. I don't feel like I belong in my own home, in my own bed. Why do we feel that way? It's not because we're milly mouth, you know, just we're not weak need people. It's because we were wired for love, and there are certain things that tell us that we are loved. Now, listen, I was raised in the generation, and by a father who was from the Depression. <laughs> he was a Depression baby, Right. So my dad's love language was, hey, I pay the bills and I provide food and you got clothes. What else do you need to know? (laughs) For real, that was his love language, right? And so, but my love language is acts of service. That's my number one love language, acts of service and words of affirmation. So as I got older and I realized that my dad was lacking, my siblings gave up. My siblings were like, screw it. Dad, this is just daddy. This is how he is. And we're just, and they, you know, bitter, upset, always offended. You know, they tolerate him because he's dad. He's the patriarch, right? But no one really tried to forge a relationship with dad because they didn't feel like he was permeable. And I wasn't buying that because my needs were so deep and I was so uh, aware, self aware of what I needed that I just went for it. And so he was able to give it to me because I sought it. I went and asked for it. I developed the time for him to be able to practice it. And he didn't even know he was doing it. So whenever, before my dad passed, I was like, Dad, is there anything that you admire about me? And my my siblings were like, ah, you are so, blah, 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 I can't even believe. What did he say? Probably nothing. And I'm like, no, actually, he left me with a very, very valuable uh, piece of information and it was, yes. And he was stunned by the question. Like, you know, he looked at me kind of perplexed, like, I don't even know what to say. I can't believe you asked me that. And, uh, and he's way older. And yours, this is probably two years before he passed. And he's in his 80s. And uh, I said, is there anything about me that you admire? And he said, yes, that you're a woman of faith. I was like, wow, because that's kind of a contentious area in our relationship always has been that he's orthodox. And I'm just straight up Jesus lover. Right. So I was kind of the one that got away. <laughs> and so we didn't really see eye to eye on spiritual matters. But it didn't matter because he still had a level of respect and love and admiration for me. And had I not asked that question, had I not pursued him in fostering the love language that I know I have, I would have completely missed out on that. And so would he. So I want to encourage you to get to know yourself. What do you have to have in order to feel and know, not just feel, this isn't just feelings. This is know that I know, I know, I know that I am loved and I am needed. I am respected. I am adored. I am admired, whatever it is. Listen, I'm a minister. The church does a horrible job of self-deprecation to the point of self-denial. Horrible. The world does a great job of everything being about self. (laughs) And the blue-green area, I love that. I love that visual. The blue-green area of life, that beautiful, peaceful, balanced area of life is understanding that second part of the only commandment we have, which is to love your neighbor as who? Yourself. So part of loving your neighbor is really knowing how to love yourself and setting your expectations at a level that are not inordinate. They're not, you're not looking to government to fix things. You're not looking to your neighbor to fix things, but you're really allowing people the opportunity to get to know you and to be able to foster a true relationship with you based on what you actually need in order to feel like you are an important part of a group beginning in your own families. Okay. Until next time, you can find me on Twitter at Monica On Your Talk, the Monica Matthews on Facebook. iTunes, iTunes, iTunes. Subscribe to my podcast. And uh, Monica at MonicaMatthews.com for Dear Monica Letters. And you can sign up for my newsletters as well at MonicaMatthews.com. Have a great day. Be nice. Starting in your own mirror. Love you.